0: Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 1 Timothy chapter 2. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray as we read this chapter that we would want to do what we are meant to do, that we would be about your business in our lives. Pray that you would be with the rulers, the leaders in our nation and the nations around, that we would be able to live in peace and live out your ways in our lives. We're thankful that we're not currently facing persecution. We pray that you would be with our society and hope it to turn back to you and, and learn your values and your ways to to live out our lives. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. First Timothy 2. Therefore, I urge first of all that petitions, prayers, requests, and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all people, on behalf of kings, and all those who are in authority, in order that we may live a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable before God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, And one mediator between God and human beings, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all, the testimony at the proper time, for which I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am speaking the truth, I am not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Therefore, I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger and dispute. Likewise, also the women should adorn themselves in appropriate clothing, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold jewelry or pearls or expensive clothing, but with good deeds, which are fitting for women who profess godliness. A woman must learn in quietness, with all submission. But I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman, because she was deceived, came into transgression. But she will be saved through the bearing of children, if she continues in faith and love and holiness with self-control. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. Paul starts this chapter calling for prayer. He uses several terms for asking things from God but mentions asking for things for all people, not just ourselves, including people in authority. He also mentions thanksgiving and our prayers. The goal of praying for leaders is that we might be able to continue living for God in a quiet, dignified way. We don't want to be rebels if we don't have to be in order to please God. Paul says that God wants all people to be saved. This isn't saying that everyone will be saved, because God allows us to have the ability To make decisions. In order to make it possible for everyone to be saved, God sent Jesus as the mediator, who was a man, in order to relate to us, and who gave himself to pay for our sins. Paul says his position here is an apostle to the Gentiles. Then he returns to the idea of prayer, saying that he wants the men in each place to pray with holy hands. I think this indicates that the lives of these men should be pure specifically with regard to getting along with each other. And it appears that he is talking about public prayer here. Then, having instructed the men to pray in public, he instructs the women not to draw attention to themselves with fancy clothing and jewelry, but to dress themselves up with good deeds. He says that they should be quiet rather than teaching and exercising authority. And as a basis for this teaching, he explains that the man Adam was created before Eve, and that Eve was deceived and Adam was not. He ends this instruction to women saying in verse 15, But she will be saved through the bearing of children if she continues in faith and love and holiness with self-control. And now for a deeper dive. This chapter is tough in today's society. The current society says that men and women should do the same things. And this society wants to believe that there is no difference between men and women. Of course, that is silly, and the single most obvious thing is that women can bear children and men cannot. I think we can agree that Paul is telling both the men and the women in this chapter to not stand out and be rebels. He encourages men to pray that we can live a quiet and dignified life, and ends saying without anger and dispute. And he tells women not to stand out. In their way of dress or speaking out. This is very against our society that encourages standing up for yourself and speaking your truth. There is some debate as to how much of what Paul says is cultural versus how much is true for every society. Does Paul mean literally that it is a sin for a woman to braid her hair? I don't think so, but it depends on what she's trying to accomplish by braiding her hair. If she's trying to stand out and draw attention to herself, then I think she is in danger of going against what Paul is trying to say here. But perhaps the hardest part to understand is that last verse, verse 15. But she will be saved through the bearing of children if she continues in faith and love and holiness with self-control. One way people have suggested understanding this is that Christ came from a woman. But since this was written after Jesus came into the world, that doesn't seem to help explain why this continues to apply to women today, Any more than men. I would suggest that Paul is indicating the area where the woman can accomplish her greatest work. Just like men can stand up and pray publicly, and that is their area, a woman can bear children, and that is her area. Our society does not value raising children. In fact, our society has done a lot to limit the number of children that are born. So our society has lowered the value of the work that a woman is uniquely fitted for by God. So, Christians will end up being countercultural and standing out if they truly follow God's plan, but in a quiet way, not trying to draw attention to ourselves. And through prayer. Maybe we should pray that our society would understand God's design for men and women. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.